It's your guy Uncensored, giving you the best footballing lesson outside of a Ronaldo step over. Before we start, be sure to subscribe, follow us on Instagram and Twitter so you don't miss out on all our content. Join the conversation, use the hashtag Momentum. As we're talking about money and being um, things handed to you on the plate, today, if you haven't heard, Iceland have agreed to pay their women the same amount as they pay, pay their men. So equal pay has come into Iceland. So they join the Netherlands as the two countries so far who are paying the men and women the exact same amount. Now, personally, I think it's inevitable that we're going to come to a situation where they're, they're going to have to clarify this because there's going to be somebody who's going to then demand that football clubs and shout out to the to the um, the women's super league that starts this weekend, that football teams was would have to pay the players the same amount across the board, in brackets, not exactly the same, but a top tier player in the women's game should get the same bracket as the top tier player in the men's game, for that club. So if I pay if I pay Ozil three hundred fifty and he's my best player in in at Arsenal. Um, the best player, at, uh, I don't even know any Arsenal players. Um, let's just, uh, one I used to know, um, Rachel Yankee, shout out Rachel Yankee. Or, oh, how can I forget her? Alex Scott. She's, she's everywhere. How can you forget Alex Scott? Alex Scott. Alex Scott. She's everywhere. She, 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 she should get between 300 and 350 grand a week also because she's the best player at, at um, Arsenal for the females. Let's discuss that, lads. Don't be shy. Don't be hanging on the fence here. Splinter, I thought. No, no, he wasn't. He was. He was being very disrespectful. I thought you were being a bit disrespectful, but um, no. Go ahead, shout it out. Yeah, it's uh, nonsense, and everybody, and it's not nonsense because of men, women. It's nonsense because of financial realities of the situation. How would you be able to do that? Where is the um, marketing of the women's women's game at this moment in time? It will change. We hope. Okay. Let me let me let me. Let me we got to take these stages because this is a big subject. So we have to let me caveat that then and answer that bit. Where's the marketing in in business for any job for the for for the CEO of uh, of BT who who's um, so I haven't thought of a one that's actually female. But... No, no, you're talking about the sales. They make billions of. Of, of pounds in sales and therefore they can they can pay their staff accordingly right and what we're saying but, is women's football don't no but, women's football don't but it's not women's football anymore it's, it's not women's football it's not women's football anymore it's Arsenal Football Club it's Arsenal Sorry. Football Club or a football club who has a women and men's team it's not Arsenal okay. it's not then, women's then football move, then you move the women's football club to one side so sorry ladies I can't afford you <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Sorry, I can't. No, I, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree no, with you. No, I don't that's dis- the, that, that is the financial reality. Because if, if let's put it another way, if they tell season ticket holders, lads, we've got, and ladies, we've got the uh, women's football team to uh, equal pay, we've got to double the season ticket price. I'm not. Uh, excuse me. I don't, I'm not watching that game. Oh yeah, but he's played at our stadium. I'm not watching that game. Well, so well tell me, okay. I, I still have to pay double because they have to pay. Let no. me let me let me, me caveat that. Let me caveat that. Hold on, Nate. I'll let you jump in. Let me caveat that. 
This weekend, you've got Chelsea versus Tottenham in the Women's Super yeah. League, and it's yeah. a sellout at Stamford Bridge. Sellout. So there's 40,000 fans going to watch that game. Also, those 40,000 fans are not paying £90 a ticket. They, wait, wait, so wait, 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 wait. I caveat it again. I caveat it again. I don't know exactly how much it is, but the only tickets left for that game is their corporate tickets where they get a breakfast and the game and dinner, whatever, and they're and going they, at £90. And, and, and I guarantee you... the same as they're charging for the Premier League? No, of course they're not. I guarantee you these are... I can't crack These crack are Carabao Cup prices. Actually, more to the point, has Sky TV or BT offered them the same TV money? Nope. It's on BBC, I think. It's on BBC. Well, there you go. You've answered your question. Equal pay in my back foot. It's not good. Listen, they should get equal pay in percentage terms of the revenue that they generate, by all means. And I, I don't believe they're not getting paid handsomely. This is what I'm saying. If you're yeah. playing a professional club, I doubt they're not getting a decent living wage. Yes. Okay. They, I would be surprised if women's football for their TV package is five billion pounds over three years. Okay, but let me let me let me come back again to this argument. So then you've got you're saying that it should be percentage driven, right? But then yep. there's the same argument that is going currently and been expelled in tennis, where you've got Wimbledon, one tournament. Okay. Men and women playing. Yeah. They're, they're demanding equal pay between equal prize money. You, yep. you can't tell... I don't know which one generates more money than the other, but I'm sure one of them does. Hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second. Wait, You're let me finish my thing. point. Let me finish my point, and then you can jump in. Uh, so, I, can't, I, can't, I can't handle you finishing this point because you are so incorrect. <laughs> you are so incorrect. I don't see why you're incorrect. Go on. Right? Men's tennis, they play five sets. Women's tennis, they play the best of three. Right? If... Women's football are going to say we're going to shorten the pitch, shorten the goals, and shorten the length of the time that they play each half. Then, by all means, generate more funds. But don't bring up you just want equal cash because you're a woman. He's a man. We should be equality. No, generate the money. But okay. But then this is what I'm saying. You didn't let me finish my point, so you didn't clarify the whole point altogether. What I was saying was, as it's one tournament, Wimbledon is class of one thing. It generates. X amount of money. Yep. As Arsenal or Tottenham or Manchester United become one global footballing club and it it deals with football money coming in and out, how can they how can you then it's justify the not paying if you, if you, no, it's not about the game at the moment. It's just how can you justify how can you justify um men and women not being paid the same when they're playing for the same company doing the yeah. same job? Can I justify it? How can you? Yeah. Is that what you said? No, I'm asking you what the question was. That, so the question was, how can you justify men yeah. and women play, working yeah. at the same company, doing the yeah. same job? How can you justify that? What, not getting paid the same money? Yeah. Because they don't generate the same money. It's, but it's one... They're not doing the same job. They're not doing the same job. And this is... This is this... Okay, the job title is the same, right? Yes. But it's just like, uh, it would be my job, right, being done by a woman, right, she wants the same money, but the amount of work she does is two-thirds less. That's what you're saying. No, but it's not, and because they, they play 90 they, minutes as well at the moment. 
you're saying you're su- you're suggesting they you're suggesting they 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 um shorten the minutes, make the goals smaller, make the pitch no, smaller. But that's what they do in tennis. So you have a better product. So people pay the same money. Okay. You have not generated that money in football. The money generated in that club has come from the Premier League, the men's game. Yep. I have paid nothing to see Tottenham versus Chelsea, Chelsea versus Tottenham at Stamford Bridge. Not a bean, not a cent. So why should they be paid by any money? Well, that's the argument that's going to come up, and it's going to, I, I'm I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I'm showing you that this is the argument that's going to come up, and it's going to be have to. I believe we're going to have to make some kind of decision going forward that this sport has to be treated differently to business. It can't. It can't be dealt in the same way with regards to a normal nine to five job and sport being the same. Because as you said, the two, in reality, the different sports, uh, even. I mean, athletics, yes, they both run the same distance and they do the same things, but it's about, as you're saying, it's about generating cash for that sport. How is it fair? I'm just, I don't know. Sorry, can Mate. I just intervene here? Um, I've just looked on the Chelsea website. Um, women's Super League home match ticket prices are £9 for adults, <laughs> £1 for juniors and seniors, £0 for personal assistant. At this level... It is more expensive to go and watch Wingate and Finchley or Harrogate Borough than going to watch Women's Super League. So until there's equal thing, I don't want to hear this conversation. I apologise, but I can't be a part of this. It's an absolute nonsense. Absolutely, 100% back that sentiment. Absolutely. You can't be. Come on. It's the... Well, ladies, if you're listening, I, I, I'm not supporting you. I put supporting these guys on this one here. I'm backing the women totally. Equal pay is equal pay. Yeah. Fist up, in the air. But just, women, I've got your back here. On that same level, equal pay in Division League 2 is an equal pay in the Premiership. And both would say they're both professionals. They're both playing 90 minutes. Clearly, the reason why they're not getting paid the same is because, rev- like you said, the revenue streams are not equal. So as far as I'm concerned, we just got to keep it moving. Pay what they're worth. Pay what they're worth. You're with them. Gee, this is not a sexist argument. This is just the argument of, well, they don't pay footballers in Division 2. Even in Scotland, they don't get paid the same money. So what should we do? Pay everybody the same money? Well, this is... This is the argument that these women are having. Okay, a bit. Okay, let, let's 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 go to what. Not all footballers get paid the same money. Okay, let's 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 bring it to another step. I'm gonna take it to another level here in this one. Is everyone waiting? Everyone listening? Yeah. Nice and clear. Right. So, men's t- men's US US team, women's US team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've gone there. The US team, females team, earns more money, generates more money than the men's team. The men get paid more. Justify that. Say again. I didn't hear what you said. The women's team generate more money. They generate more money than the men's team. Yeah. It's a, it, yeah. In in the US, the game, yeah. the female game, is a bigger brand. It sells more yeah. across the board. It from yeah. from from grassroots to the professional game. Yeah. Possibly <laughs> without. I don't, I'm not... That's a simple answer to that. The American women are paid less money, right? Uh, they're being underpaid. Simple. If they generate the money, then pay them the money. But the argument about the Premier League and the women's Premier League 
It's different because the Women's Premier League don't generate the money. Okay, so what I'm hearing clearly from you two guys is if and when, or when or if this, the day comes where women's football generates the same amount of money as men, that's when the pay gap should be eradicated, right? Uh, no, that's when the argument should be have. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Joking with me, joking. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, all right. Well, I mean, I, I believe this day will come soon. Um, I think it, we're, we're it's going to come. You, we can fight all you like, but it's it's, it's around it's the corner. About, it's not about I fight. It's just like, just earn it and the minute you earn it, then that's fine. But earn it. It's not because you're a woman that you should be being paid it. That, that is that argument is like it's like making the forty acres argument. Really? Does what I mean? Where you going with this one, mate? Where you, where you, 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 you might want to back step, step a bit. Where are you going with this 40 acres? Should, should we it's not like have the 40 acres? Making, it's, like, it's like me making a 40 acre, uh, acres argument in, in the United States. Okay. It would be the same. I'm not entitled to it because I was there. Or my family wasn't there. Oh, oh okay. Given, given the route, people would say, oh, you can make that argument. No, come on. All right. Okay. Did you see the what's it called? The Michael Owen. Yeah, Michael Owen is getting a bit ham on the sheriff thing, isn't it? Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm a bit, bit torn between the whole thing, to be honest. Like, but the thing, I, the problem I get with the, the problem I have with Michael Owen is that he said he he sat up on BBC BBC Breakfast and goes, "I didn't expect none of this to happen," which is a lie. You knew exactly what would happen when they serialized this book. You knew exactly what your writer told you that he needed to hear for the book to sell. Because this is, let's face it, this is all about selling your book and yep. making money for you. It's not about nothing else. It's about it's about making money. And they will sit down and have a conversation about his life and blah, blah, blah. And they were like, we need sensationalizing stuff to talk about. You can't just talk about, I woke up um, on Saturday, went to football, played a game with Car um, Jamie Carragher, phoned Steven Gerrard, did some horses, and then came back home. We need some stories to, to juice up. Juice juice up. up. And that's where he picked up the Shearer thing. Cause he didn't, no one, hardly anybody knew they had a beef. So what, what, putting the story, he knows by putting in there, everyone's going to gravitate to that. Yeah, 100%. It's just like, to be honest, we spoke about it before, the whole Jermaine Pennant book. Mm. Like, Jermaine Pennant wants to sell his books. What does he do? He starts revealing things about Ashley Cole, Cheryl Cole, all that kind of stuff. Because by nature of it, that's what people want to hear. They want to hear that sensational stuff. I read Jermaine Pennant's book. There's nothing else in that book. That was probably the biggest and best part of the whole book. And I'm assuming this is probably the biggest and best thing in Michael Owen's book. Yeah, because I mean, a lot of the, the bits I've read out of it is that he talks about Beckham and how he let the country down, but no one cares. You're about you're about 22, 20 years late yeah. with that because no one cares. How, any kid playing football now doesn't even remember or know that Beckham got sent off in the semi-final and care about the fact that he got sent off yeah. the quarterfinals, whatever it was, against Argentina. So that bit was misleading. The other bits were about him, him as a person, and they were boring because he is boring. The the ultimate boring person. Like he's more. I've no. He says he doesn't even like watching movies. I, I don't understand. And he really doesn't like watching movies. Like he doesn't understand watching movies. He he doesn't get why people sit down and watch a film. They do, he doesn't get. He doesn't understand it. He said he watched one film in his entire life. One film. One film in his entire life. 
and he went and he, he only did it because he was going on a date with his wife. So bored, he got up and walked off. And yeah, no, no. so that tells you that the kind of levels this man hasn't to talk about in his, in his life. It's very um, simple in terms of he probably wakes up now, goes and looks at his horses, rides horses up and down, comes back home, plays pool, switches on, probably has the same meal every night from his, his missus. Does a bit of gambling. Does a bit of gambling online probably now. And that's, that's him. He doesn't, he's very much regiment. And that's probably how he becomes such a good footballer because it was like, rep- wake up, sleep, repeat. That's yeah. all he would do. Wake repetition. Up. Definitely repetition. So, but my question to you, you is that, is is Michael right for doing this? Because he basically, he kind of tried to air Shearer out. I think, for me, the problem was you aired Shearer out and it was a thing that no one needed to, really needed to know about. Okay, if Shearer had come out and said he felt like leaving Newcastle and going Liverpool, then you're like, okay, fair enough, it's, everyone could talk about it. Mm. The fact that Shearer hasn't said that, yeah, but I think also it does kind of cloud the judgment that people have of Alan Shearer because they've always had him as Alan Shearer, played for Blackburn, then played for Newcastle, boring guy, does that one celebration, scores lots of goals, hand in the <laughs> air, runs around, now he's on match the day. That's kind of where people think he is. But mm. if they're thinking, rah, he actually at one point was going to leave Newcastle, you've got a lot of Geordies thinking, I, why I share that kind of thing, like what's yeah. going on? Why I, man? Yeah, like, show me <laughs> what's happening. So I guess for those Geordies, they're kind of thinking like what's happening because they hold Shearer in quite great reverence. But to be honest, I don't think it's enough that people are not going to hold Shearer in great reverence. It doesn't detract from Shearer. He's still the the Premier League top striker altogether. He's still scored the most goals. No one's clocking those numbers. So in one aspect, it doesn't really matter. Because like I said, you've got a generation that only know him as the guy on match the day opposite Gary Lineker. Mm, true, true, true. But to, to, to Michael's defence, when I, when I say airing him out, he replied to what Alan Shearer said about his book and he twisted it to a touch. This is Michael's words, isn't it? He says basically that all he said was he didn't like the second half of his career. Mm. His first half of his career was him at 17 making his debut for Liverpool, scoring on his debut to, I think, 20, where he was going to World Cups, scoring goals, top goal scorer in the Premier League, scoring, winning the European Player of the Year award. Yeah. Like, he was flying. And he got injured. And then after that, he says that's what he classes as second half of his career. He didn't like so much. So he's including saying... Including Madrid? Yeah, including Madrid. Oh, wow. He's saying that that part was not his favourite part of his career. He was saying that um, he didn't like that part of his career. He likes Newcastle, he liked the place, blah de blah but it was the fact that, you know what, I'm not the same guy that I was at 18. I can't no longer run at pace. I don't really like football. I'm just doing it as a job now. I'm just getting by it. And Shira twisted it by saying, how do you not like playing football when you're on 120 grand a week? Knowing that you put that into the into the into the social media atmosphere, it's gonna spark a whole load of haters, especially from the Geordie community, who will be like, What? So you didn't like the fact that you're playing for us on 120 grand a week when we bought your shirts, yeah, 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 we, yeah. we we did this, that, the other. But I get, yeah, so from Michael Owen's perspective, he's talking more about himself. He's internalizing things himself. Yeah. Where she is kind of taking it as like trying to be like proud Geordie, what do you mean you don't like playing yeah. for Newcastle? Yeah, and then I've listened on obviously Michael's on um, Bre- uh, BBC Breakfast News and he said basically the beef started was when Shearer became manager because they were best friends and I could see it because I was like how are they arguing because they he they played for England together 
yeah, yeah. All the time. Whenever they were fit, they played for England together. He, obviously, they played at Newcastle together. I was like, how are they beefing? When did that beef happen? Is, is it after that they played? And he said, when Shearer became manager, that's Same when... Same got relegated? Yeah. When he got okay. relegated that year, what happened was, last game of the season, Michael was going through his injury phases and he said he was like two weeks off from being fit. But it was the last game of the season they had to win. Shearer wanted him to start. He goes, I don't think I can start, but I can come on. Shearer took that as, boy, you know what? Michael's trying to get his new deal because his contract was running out at the end of the season. He was leaving Newcastle regardless. And he's like, Michael's not, he doesn't want to save Newcastle. He just wants to save himself and get a new deal at his next club. Okay. So that's, but Michael didn't know that at the time. So he's like, then, boy, I'm going to try a thing. Obviously, he played on the bench, came on, they lost anyway or drew and they, and they got relegated. Yeah, yeah. And it was a, a couple months later, he's trying to, he, he was going to ring Shearer and one of their friends, their in-between friends goes, nah, I don't think you should be calling Alan Shearer because he ain't your friend. Yeah, this yeah. is what he did, blah, blah, blah. And then that's when, obviously, they must have had words and the obviously kicked off. kicked off. Michael's not going to beat Shearer up. So he just verbalised it as best he can and then that was it. So that's why there's this, this tension, the static between them. I just think, again, I go back to the fact that Michael brought it up now knowing that no one don't know about this. Yeah. No one don't know about it. No one don't care. And so, as soon as that writer heard, rah, what? You and Shira don't like each other. Who knows about this? No one. Yeah, so he's, uh, he's trying to make... Let's put it in this book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try and make as much money as you can. Cause, and look at who talks about it. He talks about Beckham. He talks, he talks about things that you can snip it and put in a newspaper and it go whoosh or put on social media and everyone starts talking about it. He talks about how in Madrid he didn't like hanging around with Beckham because he doesn't, again, because he's boring. He don't like hanging around socialites. He doesn't like being a spotlight. He just wants to eat, eat his pie and mash and go home and sleep and come and play football another day. He, he's not interested. He was literally about goals and that was about it. So it's almost, why does anyone want to read the Michael Owen book? And I almost feel like that's what he did. I think the writers probably said to him, all right, this is all great, Michael. You've serialised your life and all the rest of it, but it's not really going to make sales. Have you got any other juicy stuff yes. that we can try and get uh, some momentum? 100%. That's exactly what happened. So it was it was after momentum because it's like, we ain't gonna, we, we, we're not going to sell nothing in no way. And then you can see that's why it's not a coincidence that he's been booked out for all these TV shows afterwards because he knows, his agent knows, you know what, when this drops, it's going to be fire. And then if we get, if we get um, Alan Shearer to nibble, and bite back at this, it's gonna go super fast. So let's book you onto breakfast, um, Good Morning Britain, this, that, the other, wear your best suit, Michael, we'll put you on the camera, people love you because you, you're a good looking lad, you can just- Clean cut. You, you can, yeah, you can smile nicely, talk nicely, and no, everyone will forgive you what, you're, what you said. Newcastle fans, maybe not, but the rest of the country yeah, yeah, yeah. will support you on this one. And then we can get your book selling from there. And that's what's going to happen. I bet you his book is going to be one of the best sellers this year. When's the book come out? Um, I don't know. I think it's a couple of weeks. Because, oh, it could be out now. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm going to buy it. I'm, I'll be honest, I'm not sure I'm going to buy it. It won't be one of my Kindles, to be honest. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm looking at him. Normally, I would read, read those books. I might even, if it's an audio book, I might even download it. But he's boring I, I didn't know what he, he's going to be about he's going to talk about how he came up at Liverpool him scoring goals and being in, in, in the Liverpool team and the rest of it is all this angst between him Beckham Shearer and anybody else famous at the time who could help sell his book it's not yeah, going to be yeah. about 
you know what? It was great. He's got he's got nothing else to talk about. If it was like Rio Ferdinand or somebody, he's got other things going on in his life where it would be of interest. But that's that's what I'm saying. That's 100%. They're the books I've bought. The Ian Wright books where he's going to talk about him going to prison, all that kind of stuff. Because he's got a life outside football. Yeah, Michael. Yeah. Does. Michael to me that sounds like Michael's got a life outside of football. Well, he's he has. Almost, it's it's just horse racing. It's very unique. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's horse yeah. racing and gambling. It's very niche. So unless you're into those things, you're not going to pick up this book. And yeah. that's where the writers go. Boy, we need something to cover those cracks and make you more universal. I almost feel like this would be Theo in like ten years' time if we released the book. Oh, Theo's book. It like be, it would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Theo, <laughs> if you're listening, run, that's it. Theo, yeah. don't do it. Keep yourself yeah. to yourself. Yeah, I don't know. Go and do a pundit. I wouldn't go and write a book. It's just not worth it. Yeah, I mean, no, I tell you that. I mean, Michael Owen's books are out right now. Is that already? Yeah, it's out already. All right, well, I guess that's out in all major book outlets. I, I won't be buying it, but if you want to tweet a review or anything, just let us know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I'm not too sure if I'm going to do a review, but yeah, <laughs> I, I hear you, I hear you on that one. I hear you on that one. All right, well, as we're talking about players and, and the older players, there's another guy out here on in the news causing up a stir. Ray Keane. Brilliant, brilliant, man. <laughs> nah, if you haven't heard or seen, obviously he's been in the papers today for his 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 discussions, want for a better word, with people like um, Harry Arter. Uh, um, I think he's up, is he up Step Bournemouth or Brighton now? No, he's at Fulham. He yeah. moved to Fulham now. And then you've got um, uh, the guy retired. He was at Stoke. What was his name? He was. He had him at two clubs. He had him at Ipswich. Yeah, he had a Ips. He speaks about him. He had an Ipswich. I think then he left. He left. I had him at Sunderland, innit? Or, yeah, or, and then I think he didn't want to play at Ipswich because he thought he was better than Ipswich. Mm. Then eventually he came back to Ipswich and he found it really hilarious that he had to go back down to Ipswich. Um, yeah, what is, I can't remember what his name is, but he did. Um, Roy Keane did definitely talk a lot of stuff. He talked a lot. He he sounded a little bit bitter. But Roy Keane is always game for a laugh. I always think with an interview with Roy Keane, you do get something out of it. You do get a little bit of a laugh and those type of things. So it was interesting. Like, and it was just almost kind of interesting to know his kind of journey, especially when he talks about his time with the Irish FA and him him and, um, what was his name? He was the manager of Ireland. He, Roy McCarthy, um, Mick McCarthy. Not, not, not Mick McCarthy. When, they, when, he was, when he was the Jack second Charm. command. Oh, no. no. Um... O'Neill. O'Neill. And he talks about a kind of relationship with Martin O'Neill. Remember, they did it at a couple of clubs. They did it at Ireland. I think they also did it at Forest as well. No, no, no. Forest as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Did he come out at the back end of Villa as well? Or maybe not. Maybe it's like Ireland first, then yeah. Forest. But it's it's, it's it's not a coincidence. It hasn't really worked for Roy Keane. As a manager? As a manager. At Sunderland never was all right. It was all right at Sunderland that first season. Yeah, but... I mean, I'm looking back on it and thinking that he did all right at Sunderland, but he he spent a lot of money. So it's like it'll do any anybody will do a good job if you've got loads of money for a little while. Once that fizzles out and you have to work with what you've got, he backed out and disappeared and mm. and resigned. And that's when I started to have doubts about him as a as a manager. I used to love working as a man. I thought, no, this is the most serious man on the planet. Mm. Like he was he was I thought he was dead serious, and I thought there's no better man on the football pitch than Roy Keane. Apart from Patrick Vieira. Nah, see, <laughs> see, I, I, I hate when you go with this with the Patrick Vieira thing and I could half agree with you but given Patrick's size and stature, I have to give it to Roy Keane because 
he's a smaller man, but he still stood toe to toe with him. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not too sure if Patrick was a smaller man, would he have stood toe to toe? And that's, and you know, it's that maybe it's that like Irish thing I was just liking at the time. They were just, yeah, yeah they're on it. It was like one of we. So I, I get it. Yeah, I get cool. it. It's report. I, I had him down as one of the baddest men in football when he was playing. I thought this guy was serious. I thought that there was no one player that I thought could go toe to toe with him. When he stopped playing football, cracks started to appear in his in his armor, and I started stop believing it in him being invincible or him being somewhat um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, no, invincible. I just I, he became very mortal. And I was like, nah, maybe he's not as serious as he as he thought. And this this new argument or old argument brought up again about Harry Arta. What's the guy from um, Stoke and Ipswich and that that he had an argument with? Bill Waters. Yeah, that's it. Um, Waters. Yeah. He like he brought up he's bringing up old issues again, and it's like, why are you doing it? Is it, is that to just be in the conversation or? In his defence, I don't know if he brought them up. I think the interviewer guy did bring them up and he was responding to what they were saying more than anything. Yeah, but you can always choose not to respond. You can always go, I've, I've spoken about that before, let's move on because that's old news. It's like he enjoys antagonising these guys. That he, He'd probably beat them up in training. That's how, that's how I'm taking it. I reckon in the island training, he beat all those boys up and he knows he can, he can have them up whenever he wants so they're not going to do nothing to him. So he doesn't mind chatting about him. That's what. Why is everybody? Uh, why are people picking on Roy Keane? I, uh, I think it's a bit. Un, I think it's a bit unfair to pick on Roy Keane. Okay, why? Why is it unfair, or why do they do it? Both. Why is it unfair first? Why is it unfair? Um, because um, he is a. He is a pundit or he is a person outside of football as he was in football and that is he's honest as the day is long. He just says it as he did. I remember, I've forgotten the guy's name now, he was the Leeds player who he injured himself against. Alfie Harland. Yeah, Harland. He knocked him out for the season. He knocked himself out for the season. But when he came back and they said, what did you do that for? He said, I owed him one. Like, it's not... It wasn't rocket science. He didn't pretend. He didn't mean it. He said, "Of course I meant it." I was at the game. Okay, but I came with worse. It's just honesty. People are knocking him back because of his honesty. No, but because it comes a time where, for me, he's now looking like a bitter old man. He's not. He's, he's not. He's not going old gracefully. He's looking very he's bitter, bitter and. Old, he's a bitter old player. That's what he is. He's not a bitter old man. He's a bitter old player because he misses playing and he can't do the stuff that he's thinking about. He wants to get on the, on the pitch and do it, but he can't anymore because he doesn't play. So then, that's what he, that's so, what he is. So that takes us to another question then. So, do, do great players or do players make good coaches then? Should they be coaches altogether? Because there's this drive at the moment to say, you know, Harry Renlap's always in the paper going, oh, we need to get um, Rio into tr- coaching. We need to get. Joey Cole into coaching we need to get um, what's that one Frank Lampard it's good that Frank Lampard's because they're giving back but then if they're going to miss training themselves as players how can they be good coaches so there's a what I'm saying is isn't there a thing about those who can't 
become really good teachers because they're doing the thing that they don't miss. But so they can. Some of them can't make good coaches, and I will be surprised. I am genuinely, and boy, you might get some people coming back on this one. I will genuinely be surprised if Frank Lampard makes a good coach. Um, although he has, he may have the, the drive to do it, the ability may be lacking. But I'll be surprised. Uh, Rio Ferdinand won't make a good coach because he doesn't want to be a coach. He can talk about it for what let's try him, but he doesn't want to be a coach. He's more... I think he wants to be more of a community person, not a conduit, somebody who facilitates things. He doesn't want to be a coach. Joe Carl's coaching at um, Chelsea, isn't he? Oh, oh, yeah, I would say... Or that or West Ham, one of the two. But it's interesting. Um, I don't think he's going to make a good coach either, because what's he going to do? Say... Lads, you've got to use your ability better than I did. Um, he didn't fulfil his ability, let alone pushing somebody to fill, fulfil theirs. And you've got to have some. This is going to sound really harsh, but you've got to sound, you've got to have some intelligence about you. And if there's one thing about Joe Cole that he lacked, it was common sense. Fair enough. Uh, Fair enough. But I think it's interesting what you just said, though, because I think even in that same interview. Gary Neville's talking and Gary Neville talks about the fact that he he shouldn't have taken the manager's job the manager's job at Valencia and he kind of took it as a favour to his friends and he kind of looks back and he kind of regrets that thing and he says they asked him would you want to be a manager or coach again and he says no he doesn't have the desire to do it he doesn't have that ability to be able to pass that knowledge that's not what he's interested in it's not what he's interested in and then I mean I've got I've got inside knowledge of like even for example Seoul at, when he was at Macclesfield, Sol getting involved in all of the coaching sessions, like putting on a bib and acting like one of the players. And I feel yeah. like for some of those kind of ex-pros, they don't know how not to do that. Because you, yeah. if you think about it, you've you're, only grown up doing that. Yeah, because you're not actually coaching anymore, you're playing, or you're trying to play yeah. again. Do you know what I mean? And and then you, you, what you want to do is you want to see your players go out there and uh, uh, copy that, what they've seen you do, on the pitch and then you're angry at them for not being able to do it but they're not you Yeah. and coaching is getting the best skill of that player out of them and I think some of these new um, uh, these new or these younger coaches have forgotten that and, I, and that's what I think um, Roy Keane was lucky he got on that thing that, that momentum thing at Sunderland and he got them into the premiership but it didn't make him a great coach. Um, I think where he had a good role was as a number two, where he, I think he did that at North, uh, not Northern Ireland, uh, the Republic of Ireland. But I think that was his limit. That was about as high as he's going to go. I don't see any... Um, I don't see any great coaches from this group of, of, of retiring players, if I'm brutally honest. But that's... that's... It's going to be coming from the lower leagues, I think. Yeah, that's where that's where it's. I think it should be um, changed. Where a lot of no, I can't remember a good or a great football player who went on and become a great manager. I think the only person I could think of off my head is um, Franz Beckenbauer, who who won the World yep. Cup of Germany. Uh, yep. Great player, great coach. Yeah, but he did it at national level. Well, rather again, than... again, that's national level, so that's only yeah. that's a little bit easier. And you would okay, some would argue someone like Zidane. 
Like yeah. although we don't agree necessarily his uh, him as a coach, he has won yeah. Champions League three times. If he hung up his boots tomorrow, he's got an, he come on, he's got an excellent resume. I think I think you do have to put Zidane in there. We may not we may not like how he did it, and he took control of a aging Real Madrid Super team. team. But he, he he still done it. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's okay. still done it. But then he, he away from it. Uh, but I but think... outside of those two. You can't think of Pep was an okay that player. many of a more recent generation. Yeah. So have to take this back. yeah, I think Pep. No, Pep, Pep. You'd have to give it to Pep. Pep was a good yeah. player. Pep was a decent yeah. player, he was, and he's, he's come he's on. The he's best coaching. manager in the world. He's the best manager right now. Yeah. And he and he and his mentor Johan Cruyff did it. You have to say that he did it, yeah. right? So okay, there's outliers in this thing. There's outliers. There's obviously a few people who have were great players and became great coaches, but. Yeah. It, obviously, the numbers stack against the the good and great players who don't become good coaches, who all put their hand in it. But if you restrict it to English football, they're few and far between, especially more now. They just don't have the desire to do it. They don't want to do it. They fall into it. It's a bit like, actually, all of them. Frank Lampard, um, uh, Steven Gerrard, they've not gone to work hard on their management skills and really do the graft, they've gone on to easy things where they can buy players for big money and um, uh, pick up the reins of, of, a, of a so-called sleeping giant, if you want to call it that. Same with Alan Shearer when he went back to Newcastle. They, they're not trying to work hard at their craft no. in terms of management and they're not treating management as a craft. But they're treating it as a next step. This is what I see it as as, as, a, as a boys club. It's like a boys club. It's like a failed boys club where it's like, you know what, we're, we're all in this together, all players, we know how it is. It's, a, it's an easy job. Same with the way they get into media. They all go into media now because it's an easy job. You know what, let's get, we're all getting paid. Again, it's it's keeping up the standard of and doing something with the time they've got. It's like, you earn, you used to earning a million pound a week or whatever it is. And then, then you can still do it. Just become a coach. Just become a manager of a team. Don't worry, I know the owner. He'll sort you out. And it's again, it's keeping jobs within themselves. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like what um, they just said in terms of um, Gary Neville. I didn't want to manage at Valencia. I did it for a mate. Yeah. How is your mate the owner of a club? So, I mean, how are you saying, oh, my career is going to be based on my mate? I'm coming here to do a job. I'm going to learn. He uprooted his family on the basis his mate said I've got a job for you in Valencia not that he thought I'm going to be good at that job just come to Valencia mate and do something for me that's just not giving due respect to the role that you're taking on probably not but I think a lot of that had to do with a lot of um, backlash in terms of it was it was his it was his time to put his mouth where his um, money where the mouth his money where his mouth is because he he had given a lot of critics about how you should do the job then the job gets offered to him then it's like oh you're either a man up or you or you shut absolute, up. Absolute nonsense, right? And I'll tell you, a lot of these great managers, or very good managers, running the mill, are moments in time, or they're just very good managers, or they work hard at their craft. Like, Alex Ferguson worked hard at his craft. Yeah. Right? Uh, Brian Clough was more a moment in time. He would come along and, and do moment in time. He believed in himself, and he would do moments in time. Um, uh, Bob Paisley was—it was handed to him, but he made the best 
of it again. It was okay. being in the right place at the right time. You're, you're stretching my knowledge with some of these managers' names here, mate. Oh, get out of it. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm not that old. I'm not that old. Come get on. Hold on. These, these are managers in the record books. Okay. And they're the greatest of all, in terms of this country, they're the greatest of all time. Yeah. Right? And they worked hard at their craft. What you've got now is you've got guys coming in saying, yeah, I can do that. I don't need to work as hard at them. Um, I hate this phrase that some of these players use. I saw him work every day with these players. Some of it rubbed off. But it's not as osmosis, man. No, it's not. But Del, do you think that? Do you not think that the reason why a lot of these players are the way they are is because they've been handed too much too soon? So do yes. you know, like, if you think about it, if you're a man and you're getting paid, okay, let's go back 50, 60, 70, 100 grand a week, yeah, yes. for you to as your career as a footballer, you do your yes. your career ends, so that cut that paycheck ends. And then they're going to say to you, okay, we can offer you this much money as a manager. You haven't had to work hard for anything because you're not grinding. Like, you're not actually grinding. No, and you're not even... And it's not even about the money as much. But they're not even going anywhere to learn how to be a manager. I mean, I don't like this guy. But, like, Mourinho didn't make it as a player anywhere. Yeah. But he went round everywhere learning how to be a coach. And if you want to go, um, not um, not Trapatron, it was the other guy at AC Milan. Um, Capello. No, before Capello. Saki. Yeah. Look at me, um, my knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not that old, huh? Yeah, whatever. Um, I've just got I've got Google in front of me, mate. <laughs> he was he was before he went on to be a manager. He was selling shoes, but part time he was learning how to manage football. Do you know what I mean? There's that desire to learn. It was, and these players, and it, I think it's very much an English... No, it's not an English. That's harsh, actually. Um, and you actually, you can see it in some of these European managers as well. The De Boer brothers. Mm. Like, they just wanted to fall into things. But he went back home and he still had to learn. He had to become a coach and do the hard yards down at the bottom, coaching youngsters who were giving him trap and all that sort of thing. Mate, don't know, I'm too young to know about your, your medals. What are you talking about? And things like that. But they still try and learn. This lot at the moment, not interested. Just give me a job. So is this a case of then, it's, as you said, it's, um, they have it too easy, but just that they're too comfortable, they've just got money, and it's a money issue where it's... it's, no, it's, not, it's not money... It's not money issue. It's a it's a simple issue of this. They don't want to work hard. Well, they don't. Ha- they don't want to. It's not they don't want to work hard. They don't know how to work hard. You remember? You, yeah, yeah, they don't yeah, know how they, to work hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't know. They don't know how. I'll, I'll give oh, this guy's name um, Kevin Nolan. I'll yeah. give him his due. He went down to North County, found them at the bottom of the league, and was trying to do something. It didn't work out for him, but at least he tried down there, where you're going to learn. None of these players want to learn, put in that graft, because they're thinking, well, who's going to help? You know, they want somebody to help them down there. It's celebrity status, though. I believe it's celebrity status. If you think about it, come on, like, you can go, it's like, you can go straight to the top. Look at this man. He's getting straight to Chelsea job after Derby half a season or whatever it was. Like, if you think about it, where else is that possible? There's There's no Drake starting from the bottom. We are literally going straight in at the top. Cultural references for the youngsters there. Yeah, I I, I hear yeah. that one. And um, and to be fair, with Pet, he actually was saying, let me start at the bottom, because he was down in the second tier. Yeah. It just happened to 
but let's play devil's advocate here. He did the same thing as Frank Lampard did. He, he was in second tier. And went, then he went to the biggest of the biggest. Yeah, but then he went, I think this guy's going to be one of the world's greatest players. He's in the right place at the right time. No, no, he was, he was already there. Messi was already there. Messi was already no, playing. No, no. Pep, Pep was in the right place at the right time to say to the chairman, mate, you want to hire me? You'll be a fool not to hire me. He knew, he was gagging to have that job to work with that player. Oh, well, possibly. And he inherited a good team because Rykard left a yeah. good team. Rykard yeah, did leave a good he, team. He did leave a good yeah. team. And he, left a, and he left a good team. He didn't have to change much. Just put Messi down the centre and, and moved. And, oh, what did he do? No, he, 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 no he, he did that a bit later to bring him in the But in saying that, as much as we say he inherited a good team, actually, if you look at him now and you watch his day-to-day running of the club and how he works tactically with the players, you can see that although he was at, like he was at a good club, he has learned stuff and he is implementing things. Yes, yes, that's the thing. He has developed, he hasn't wasted time. And then even when, and he's done hard work, even when he took a year out, he went around visiting other coaches, finding methods, doing different things in, within coaching. Do you know what I mean? He wants to do the job. I don't see that with Lampard, Gerrard, or all these other people who have been handed. Roy Keane was, was the same. Okay. He's like, I've made it. I am the manager. I'm going to do what I want. It's like, Roy, I mean, you've got to learn some stuff, mate. Come on. All right, well... You know? And his, his man management is poor. Guys, we've come to another episode, end to another episode, I should say. Um, it's been a blast, as usual. Always. And, um, always, always, always. And obviously, the, um, the Premier League starts again next week and we're back on the football thing. Del, how's your scouting mission going to end? Look for, for Pochettino. Are you going to come back with some good notes? Uh, got some excellent notes. Uh, uh, there's some players to watch out for. Got to say, well, there's two. Some players? <laughs> Isn't just one? Uh, well, there's two. Two. I'm going I'm gonna uh, give a shout. What's that guy? Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on! Don't be giving up the top secrets yet. We'll talk about it on the pod next week, man. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. But like uh, the tactic that they're gonna play is pretty much set in stone, so I wouldn't worry about it. But manager of the month, don't forget his vote for manager of the month. Okay, well, who's who's the manager of the month then? What? What? Roy the legend. R- You're not gonna give him manager of the month. Roy Hudson. Yeah. Uh, what, what, why? Uh, I don't know. That's the shout out uh, <laughs> that is going around. And, uh, because it's got to be Klopp, obviously, because he's he's lost no games. I don't understand yeah, that. He hasn't played Manchester. He hasn't played anybody in the top six. Well, he played he Arsenal. Played... No, he played Arsenal. Yeah, right, he? Let's talk about. It. Okay, guys, all right, we'll talk about it. Spots oh, yeah, yeah, All right, yeah, yeah. Lay out, lay out, lay out. Start talking yeah, about the Arsenal. <laughs> he he might have had the award by then. You never know. All right, then. All right, guys. See you next week. Yeah. Bye, mate. Till later. Take, take easy, Bill. Bye. Bye. And we're done for another week. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week, providing you with the latest news in football. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll be back, providing you with great content.